Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Dictionary of Moments podcast. I'm your host, Jason Geary. Let's read some stories. On Sunday, the 7th of July, uh, I've just got home from doing a show, and uh, it's time to record a podcast. Uh, there are worse things in life, I guess. Had a lovely souvlaki after the show, uh, so I've got a full belly and uh, and three stories ready for your ears. Um, if you are just joining the podcast, of course, the Dictionary of Moments is me endeavouring to write an entire dictionary worth of stories where you not only look up the meaning of the word, but you also find a short piece of fiction based on that word. So let's get straight into it. It's story time. I hope you enjoy them. To form something by putting parts together or combining substances. Make. I put my hand onto the long lever. When I flick this switch, everything will change. I look upon my creation for the last time in its dormant state before I breathe life into it. Such a beautiful collection of things purposefully stitched together to make the appearance of a boy. A new best friend. My new best friend. Steel wool for hair, a large plate for a face, two glass eyes halved so that they sit flush, a perfect foam replica of Harrison Ford's nose. I sculpted it from a freeze frame of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It sits perfectly in the middle of the plate. The lips are made from leather cuttings I took from my mother's shoes. Don't worry, I took the red ones from the back of her closet. She hardly ever uses them. I doubt she'll notice unless she has a red party sometime soon, but uh, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. The shoes are alligator skin, so they provide the most striking texture to the lips. The body is made from hessian sacks. I collect the sacks from the back of the coffee house in the laneway between Drummond and Colette streets. It seems to me that they have more sacks than they know what to do with, so I take them while they're busy. Essentially, I'm doing them a favour. The clothes are sourced from my local Salvation Army bins. I jump inside before they're collected. Don't worry, I'm doing them a favour. My new best friend is dressed in a green turtleneck sweater and brown corduroy pants. His hands were tricky to craft. They are made from two packets of sausages and two cans of Spam. I want his hands to feel meaty, 
because of all the high fives I'm going to be giving him. On each of his thumbs, the sausage is wrapped in tin foil, which is attached to the long cables, which are plugged into Dad's generator. So here I stand, looking at my creation, my soon-to-be new best friend, and I feel my chest swell with pride. How wonderful it is to be able to call myself a maker. To join the makers, the army of invisible people who boldly take tiny parts and whip them together with passion, skill, and reckless abandon to create something other, something greater than the sum of its parts. I look at my boy, hanging there in the middle of the shed, and I am proud, proud to be a maker. Today, I will have a new best friend. I pull on the lever and hear Dad's generator whirl to life. Let there be life. In the next second, three things happen. One, I hear two loud pops and the lights go out. Two, the meat hands explode in a shower of sparks. Three, my new best friend bursts into flames. To seize and hold firmly. Grasp. Colton felt the rocket launch a buck hard as he fired it. The rocket painted a powder puff white trail directly to the escaping helicopter. At the last possible second, the pilot pulled the chopper upwards in a vain effort to avoid the impact. No dice. He never had a chance. The rocket hit between the body and the tail, causing the rear rotor blades to break off, spinning violently into the fuel tanker below. It ignited instantly. A vast fireball billowed up to engulf the shape of the chopper. The upward pressure of the explosion forced the already rear-tilting body of the chopper to move past vertical. So they were crashing down backwards, toward Coulter. Shit. He had no choice but to turn and run. Coulter booked it away from the falling chopper, which was, with the lift of the blades flipped upside down, sucking themselves quickly towards him. He felt the pull of the blade's vortex as he approached the edge of the cliff, only one way, over the edge. He chided himself for the lack of forethought here, but he was never one to give himself a safe option. He threw himself over the cliff, and the helicopter blades cut grooves into the earth behind him. The sound was deafening. In mid-air, with a helicopter two feet from his back, Coulter turned to face the blades. At the same time, he punched his belt buckle, and from its centre, a fine metal wire shot out with force. It embedded into the cliff face with a sharp clank, then screwed itself in deeper. With the rotor blades an inch from his face, Coulter felt the line tighten and pull him towards the cliff face, down, away from the blades. He hit hard, knocking the wind out of his lungs. 
He watched the helicopter hit the ground in the ravine below. Kilgore is dead. Finally. He captures his breath and looks at the sheer climb back to the top of the cliff. <sighs> well, it could be worse, he says to himself. Pop. Tink. The cable from his belt gives way and he falls. Grabbing at the rock face, his fingers find purchase and he comes to a sudden halt. It just got worse. Adjective, causing intense disgust. Revolting. I sharted. That is to say, I thought I was going to do a fart, in this case a nervous fart, and instead of passing gas, my underpants filled with fecal matter. Quite a lot of fecal matter. I'm 36 years old. Outside of being violently ill on a road trip to Bali, I've not soared myself since I was a child. Now... In this hallway, outside of this boardroom, I am standing with a full back deck. How full, I wonder. I mean, I felt it wasn't a fart quite quickly, and I bit down hard on it, as you do. But it was all go before that, a substantial push of what I thought would be gas. I feel like a sizable amount came out and now rests in my underpants. I look through the glass into the boardroom. It's full of my mentors and superiors who are currently listening to Annie's pitch. She looks like she's killing it. Damien, our boss, said that he opened up the pitching process to fill up the numbers. He said I was a shoe in but Annie looks like she has the entire boardroom eating out of the palm of her hand. The smell hits my nostrils. I almost dry wretch. The unmistakable scent of fresh shit. I panic. I see Annie close her folder and the boardroom breaks into enthusiastic applause. She does the rounds, shaking hands, receiving back pats, and then heads for the door. Oh, I'm caught dead to rights. I can't move. I hear the warm sound of congratulatory conversation as she slips the door open and closed again. She approaches I offer, wow, Annie, it looks like it went great in there. Congratulations. Oh, thanks, Dave. It went much better than I thought it would. Damien called it brilliant and innovative. <laughs> I'm chuffed. Thanks for your help on the opening. Hey, uh, good luck with your pitch. I hope it goes excellent. Damien mentioned that he was super excited to hear your shit. Her face changed from pleasant to sour. Shit. Do you smell shit? Oh, no, I don't, I say back, checking the bottom of my shoes for show. She looks at me suspiciously and then pushes past me. I shrug. I know that every time I move, I'm pushing more of the smell out of my pants. I hear the door slide open. I turn to find Damien grinning from ear to ear. David, I'm so looking forward to this. I feel like today is your day. I feel the weight of expectation. 
I feel the weight of the load in my pants. I lean in and shake Damien's hand. His smile dissipates as the smell hits him. Oh, do you smell sh- I cut him off. Um, oh, look, I think Annie must have built up some nervous energy in there, uh, if you know what I mean. Well, she let rip right after she came out. Damien looked down the hall after Annie, then at me. A smile plastered back on his face. Well, everybody poops, he offered with a lighter tone. They sure do, I offer back, as I am ushered inside. Three stories. Yes, yes, I did a story about sharding. Am I proud? No, but the story is called Revolting, and I couldn't think of anything more. So uh, there it is. I, I unapologetically put it in there. Uh, the word revolting was chosen for me by my daughter, Jocelyn. Uh, so thank you for that, Jocelyn. If any of you would try, like to uh, submit any words uh, for me to write a story about, I would very much appreciate it. All you have to do is hit me up on Instagram. Uh, the Dictionary of Moments is uh, on Instagram. You'll see little covers for each of the story there. Uh, I post those weekly. You can get in touch with me via the DMs there, or you can email me at podcast at dictionaryofmoments.com. Um, thanks so much for tuning in on this uh, this week. I was going to say for tuning in on this Sunday night, but you're not tuning in on a Sunday night. Uh, I'm recording it on a Sunday night. I don't know how this stuff works. Um, thank you to the Heartstrings Project for their beautiful music. Uh, it is amazing. Check out their YouTube and Spotify. You'll find links in the notes of this podcast. Please go rate, review, subscribe, do all of those things. The best thing you can do for me is when someone's saying, hey, uh, who listens to podcasts? Uh, do you have any you enjoy? Just mention this one. I'm assuming that you do enjoy it. Uh, that would be great. All I want to do is build the uh, the army of Dictionary of Moment listeners a few at a time. Or hundreds at a time, really. I don't mind, but at least a few at a time. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll be back next week with three brand new stories. Uh, if you'd like a story, please get in touch. I'll talk to you next week. Stay safe and good luck out there. Follow you blindly, my eyes.